Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Welcome to episode 46 of Running Matters. My name is Matt. I'm joined by my co-host Paul Hatfield. How you going, mate? Good, mate. Good to be down in Anglesey finally. Yeah. Beautiful day down on the coast. Yep, the time has arrived. Yeah, ready to go. Our special guest today is Matt Daniels. Thanks for giving up your time today, Matt. No worries at all. Thanks for having us. Pleasure. Before we get into it, I'd like to thank our partners, Renala, Sydney Brewery, Goo Energy, Gaimi Allied Health, and Fractal Running Caps. And here you go, Matt. I've got a Fractal cap for you. Beautiful. Thank you very much. You saying earlier you've been wanting to get one of those. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> now I've got my hands on one. There you go, mate. Wait no longer. That's it. Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I'd also like to thank uh, Jimmy Carroll for doing the editing behind the scenes for each show. Doing a good job, Jimmy. All right, I might just crack one of these uh, Glamoramas. Yeah, I want to go by my two beers before race day. This, you know, we'll get cracking on don't, that. Don't spoil a good thing. No, no, no. No, that's Perfect. right. This is number two, actually. It's going to be a long day. Mm. Um, so I believe you're being coached by our mate, the Moose, Julian Spence. How's that going? Yeah, it's going really well. I'm uh, yeah, good mates with Julian. He actually grew up down here in Anglesey, and this is where I, where I grew up, so... I've watched his progress from uh, really early on, and he's you know he's doing unbelievably well, as you guys uh, well know. So, yeah, I touched base with Julian after my half marathons and um, said I was keen on running the Surf Coast Century and uh, mentioned to him I was aiming for the sort of 10-hour mark, and he put together a bit of a plan. So I think it's been about 13 weeks since I finished the half marathons in June. Uh, so he's put a plan together, yeah, and I've, I've ticked all the boxes there. So I'm um, giving myself the best chance to run really well tomorrow, and, yeah, he's been, he's been awesome. So checking in and seeing how I'm going with the runs each week and um, sort of do it every sort of four weeks. He does a, a block of training, so incorporated caught a fair bit of um, yeah, different training to get me ready for tomorrow, so I'm feeling really good and see how we go tomorrow. Oh, that's good. You know he makes porno on the side. Have you seen his moustache lately? <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that moustache. Uh, yeah, I've seen it in a few Strava pictures lately, so it's uh, it's pretty impressive. Mm. So, <laughs> speaking of that, does he uh, suggest that you take uh, a nude ass shot in the window the night before the race tomorrow? No, I've, I've seen that too, but no, he hasn't hasn't recommended I uh, <laughs> I do that before the big race, which I'm I'm pretty happy about. That wasn't on the plan. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time to give him a call. I'm sure he suggested. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So in 2016, you ran 55 marathons in 55 days, which was a, an official world record. Mm-hmm. Great effort. What motivated you to do it? Uh, so in 2015, I, I come across a book in Melbourne. Uh, it was actually, it was called With Every Step. I come across that in a little bookstore in Melbourne with my wife. We went away for the weekend up there. Um, I grabbed the book off the shelf and as soon as I flipped it over and had a, had a good look at it, I knew I'd be, um, you know, I'd love the book and I'd be pretty inspired by it. I could, I could tell straight away. So... Uh, yeah, I read the book with every step. It was by a guy called Neil Cadigan. It was about his son, Andrew, who had walked around Australia solo uh, in memory of a mate who had lost his life to leukaemia. Andrew had walked uh, yeah, around Australia for 18 months, um, had gone over to Thailand four days after his walk to put the, um, all his journals into a, into a book. And he was in a motorcycle accident over there and then was tragically, tragically killed from that motorcycle accident. So... Um, 12 weeks to the day after he crossed the line, he he uh, he passed away, and um, that's what the book was all about. It was his um, his dad put the book together. Um, I read the book, got really inspired, really motivated, and um, I suppose once I finished the book, I felt compelled to 
to continue Cad's work and continue his legacy, and I, and I just thought his story shouldn't end there because I was, yeah, I was extremely motivated and inspired by it. So I sort of, um, yeah, ran with that touch base with Neil, told him what I had planned, and that was the the fifty five months in as many days um, as a personal challenge, but more so to raise money for for Cad's cause, which was. Um, Leukemia Foundation, and that's what I was able to do. Uh, the Guinness World Record thing was just a bit of fun on the side. But, um, yeah, ticked off the marathons, 55 and 55 in memory of CAD and to raise money for, for the Leukemia Foundation and CAD's cause. Amazing effort. And and you brought me and Hattie a, a book. Thanks very much for that. Yeah, thanks, no So if anyone's um, looking for a good read, um, the, the book A Man and a Pram, yeah, it was titled A Man and a Pram initially, and yeah. then I think it got republished, uh, effectively exactly the same book. So when I picked it up at the bookshop, it was called With Every Step. Um, but Neil, when he first um, got it published, it was called A Man with a Pram. But yeah, same book, all the same details on the inside. So uh, I've got a few copies of them left. So um, if anyone, yeah, out there would they like to contact uh, yeah, can contact us and we can tee it up, no worries at all. Okay. And yeah, the author by Neil, Neil Cadigan. Um so what's involved with getting the, the Guinness World Records on board? I imagine it would be a massive pain in the ass. Yeah to, be, yeah, to be honest, I often I joke around with people saying it's, um, that was harder than the actual 55 marathons themselves. <laughs> it, was a, it was a real mission ticking that off. So, um, I mean, anyone can apply for a, a world record. So um, I looked that up. I'm well aware there's people that have done more marathons in a row. Um, but in terms of getting it certified through the Guinness World Record, um, you know, that's what I did. So that's why I've got the, the marathon. I think it's for the most consecutive marathons run by a male something like that the title is um so yeah you've got to do you've got to have a you know real live start time finish time you've got to have a race witness uh you've got to send through all the media stuff um so i had all that sorted i had to basically say where i was when i started it at the 10k 20k 30k 40k and the finish line like real live time sort of stuff so i had tomato timing help me out with that with a race bib uh race witnesses for every run I had to do a video at the start of every run uh, video at the end of every run. Basically, you send all that through at the end, and then they put it together, look over it, make sure it's all legit, and then um, either tick it off or, or I suppose, don't tick it off. But I had all the proof, so it was a, a bit of a mission. It took a few months to get it all up and sent into the um, world record people, but it was good to get the certificate it's sitting in the study above the desk now, which I, I let the I let the kids know about. Yeah, <laughs> it still often. stands to this day. Yeah, I think it still does stand. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think it still stands. But like I said, I'm not well aware. There's people that have done a lot more in a row, but doesn't matter. You got to uh, tick the look at the scoreboard. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> that's it. That's in the pool room forever. Yeah, that's that will amazing. be for sure. And uh, do they do they charge a nice fee for that privilege? Uh, I think you can pay a bit of a fee to get a, a response from them back sooner than what I did. So yeah. I think you can wait a few weeks, and it's it's not too bad. So uh, I'm not sure exactly from memory what it was, but it wasn't too bad. Okay. Um, and I think you can anyone can apply for a record. I don't think that's um, there's no cost involved with putting an application into to break a certain record. So that was all okay. Yeah, right. That was for a bit of fun. When I looked into it, I thought that you know adds to it a little bit. So it was uh, pretty cool. It's amazing. Yeah. And how, how far, when, when you decided to undertake that 55 marathons, how far away from that were you sort of psychologically or physically? Yep. You were you in good shape to be doing that sort of stuff at the time? Or? Uh, oh, I was in okay shape. I probably wasn't in the best shape it could have been for something, uh, you know, as challenging as that. So I think I picked up the book in August of 2015 and then sort of got my head around what I was going to do sort of September. So I probably had three three or four months before I kicked off because I kicked off January 1st, 2016. 
think it was until about Feb 24th, I think it is, mm-hmm. the 55 days. So I probably had three, three, three and a half months to prepare. So not yeah, a whole lot of time. But yeah, that was just getting some Ks in the legs and basically just getting to the start line feeling, you know, as fresh as I could without any niggles. And then obviously there was going to be plenty of Ks there week after week to, to get going. So um, probably could have been in better shape, but it was a good start to achieve a, a pretty big goal like that. And, and you'd done a marathon prior to this? like Yeah, in 2014, I'd done, um, I did the 100k in, in 2012 down here in Anglesey, so it went the first year that Rapid Ascent ran this. And then uh, in 2014, I, I ran from Adelaide down to Geelong, okay. uh, so that was 760 kilometres, um, and also did the Anzac Ultra there, which was about 450Ks, I think. I've done that. So I've done a couple of long-distance runs. The Adelaide run was about 65, 70Ks a day. That was in memory of my nana and to raise some money for the Breast Cancer Network Australia. So I've done some um, big runs previously, but the marathons, obviously, it's a little bit different. Day after day for 55 days was, was pretty tough, but... Um, yeah, got it done and ticked it off, which is something I'm proud of. Amazing, yeah. amazing strength of mind. Yeah. yeah. How does how does your body? How long does it take your body to adapt to that distance each day? Yeah, I remember the first sort of seven to nine days being really hard, and I thought after about a week, I thought this is gonna this is gonna be really hard. I know I've only got you know 48 days to go, but um, I think after two weeks, the body started really getting conditioned, and you sort of knew what was going on, and I was able to to do the um, the 42.2 k's you know, relatively okay and pulling up okay as well. By no means were they fast. It was just a matter of getting them done day after day. So um, I just remember the first sort of, yeah, seven to 14 days being really hard and really taxing on the body and just really tired as well. Obviously, it's a, a fair few Ks a week. So, But after 14 days, I remember feeling pretty good and just getting up and, and getting, getting it done um, as good as you can possibly feel so after two a marathon. Weeks. It took me two weeks to get in the rhythm sort of thing. You know, the body was yeah well and truly conditioned, and you tend to try and get them done a little bit quicker. Yeah. And so, what what time um, were you averaging for your marathon? I think they were around the uh, four and a half five hour mark. Yep. On average, I think there was a, a really slow one in there early on, uh, and then towards the end they were quicker. You know, maybe low four hours they could have been. Yep. Um, and again, they could have been could have been done a lot quicker. But knowing I had to back it up the next day was always yeah. just a matter of. Getting it done, so it was usually uh, yeah, but I think four and a half to five hours. Most of the um, the marathons were, and then home and recover as best I can, and get plenty of food and uh, juggle the kids and work and everything else, and then do it again the next day. Yeah, so wow. How many hours were you working through those days? Um, full time or? Yeah, still full time. I own a, a personal training studio in Geelong, so um, I can do. I was pretty, you know, I'm able to sort of chop and change hours and stuff like that. And my wife, Lee, was fantastic, helping me out with a few extra sessions and taking them. <laughs> so that worked really well. So um, I did chop and change a few things at the gym, but um, I was fortunate enough that I was able to sort of train a few hours in the morning um, with their group stuff and a few hours PT and then head down to the, ri- the river. Run midday? Oh, early morning. So, yeah, like we started the gym super early, yep. sort of 5, 5.30, do a few hours there, and I'd head down to the river sort of 7.38 try and get them done before the heat kicked in after lunch but there were a couple of days you had to start a bit later and that was sort of running for that 11 to 3 because it was in uh, January so summer, yeah, yeah. in the summer so I had a couple of really hot days there as well so but yeah got through them all but the earlier the better um, I did start at 3.30 in the morning sort of about 9.30 on a Friday so I um, always headed out super early on a Friday morning to get it done which was always good because I felt good on the Saturday morning so I had a fair break after yeah, really yeah. early on a Friday so you did notice that change like the slightly longer recovery you know yeah 
Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it was hard getting up, but once you get into it, you get it done, and then you have a bit more time on the Friday to you know rest and recover, and then get ready on the Saturday. And Saturday, I usually had a, um, some mates and some clients, um, and Lee was joining me as well. So Saturday and Sunday, I really look forward to those runs because I had okay. a few people with me. Whereas Monday to Friday was all sort of solo. All solo. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And how many kids do you have? I've got four kids. Four kids? Yeah. Full-time work, running a marathon yeah, every day. juggling everything, yeah. How so, much sleep do you manage in that time? Um, sleep, uh, not a lot. No? <laughs> not a lot. Um, I'm not sure of the hours, but uh, three older kids and then um, little Carter is two. So um, he was, uh, yeah, he's two in June, just gone. So with the, the latest 535 half marathons in a row, that was uh, some definitely some really hard nights there when he was up and then had to get up and go to the gym and then do the half marathons as well so uh, that was a, another story in itself but uh, no not a, not a lot of sleep but I think I'm used to not a lot of sleep now having the having the kids it just yeah. keeps getting harder doesn't it <laughs> so um later that year after you did your, your 55 marathons you ran 24 hours on a treadmill mm-hmm. I couldn't think of anything worse what were you thinking yeah, it's a good question. That was uh, that wasn't my one of my <laughs> my better ideas. Uh, again, that was another fundraising for Cad's course. So I'd done the marathons um, and then just sort of cruised from Feb through to the end of the year. And I thought I really should do something again and and um, challenge myself again. I was trying to I try to always top what I've done previously. Obviously, the marathons was one a one a day for fifty five days. But I thought I'll have a crack at the treadmill. And see how that goes. I was aiming to sort of hit that 150k mark in 24 hours. Um, what I did was two hours on a, on a treadmill and then had one running beside me. So every two hours just swapped. That's what I was sort of mm. advised to do. So, um, yeah, didn't didn't miss any time. Just jumped from one to the other and kept going. So probably went out a little bit too hard. I punched out the first 100k's reasonably quick yeah. and then uh, slowed right down in the second half of the day. But did that at the gym and had really great support. Um, yeah, raised a bit more money for CAD's cause, which was awesome. But uh, you know, about 160 k's I ended up doing wow, on the treadmill. Uh, yeah, lasted the 24 hour period. Um, had some yeah, a lot of the clients and friends come in late to cheer me on. So I was shuffling along late and, and getting it done. So that was another um, a big ask. But um, yeah, something I won't do again yeah. <laughs> any, anytime soon. No way. How long after that did it take you to jump on a treadmill at all? Like you must have just hated the sight of it. Yeah, yeah, time. yeah. It was a long time. Twenty four hours is a ridiculously long time. Uh, I'm not sure how long. I haven't done a lot of runs to be honest. Back on a treadmill, yeah, so good. Um, yeah, steer clear of them for a while and stay outside where it's a bit nice. Good move. <laughs> so, um, mate, your, your biggest challenge. Uh, you started running. You, you touched on it before. 535 consecutive half marathons in me- in memory of Andrew, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, and you sort of finished recently in June, but that's a total distance of 11,288 kilometres. Um, you're you're officially a nutter. What uh, <laughs> what what brought this about? Again, was it was it an extension on 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 trying to uh, raise funds? Yeah, it was. Um, it come about, I t- to be honest, I come about, I've mentioned it once before, um, maybe in the Rapid Ascent podcast, but I've mentioned it before. I was in a bit of a flat patch, I suppose. I was just going through the motions from a running point of view and staying healthy and, um, you know, living my values and all that as, as a personal trainer and someone who loves the health and fitness industry. I was in a bit of a flat patch uh, in the middle of, um, what was it? Uh, before the half marathons, and I thought I need to, I need a big challenge here to get myself going. And I was wondering what I could do to again try and do something bigger and better than some of the previous runs. So, again, it always come back to Cad. He was the one that inspired me, and I was always, yeah, incredibly, um, 
yeah, inspired by his book and his story. And I thought I, I'll do one more big thing in memory of CAD. Um, and I was wondering what I could do. So the, the 535 days come about um, because that's the same time that CAD uh, walked around Australia. So basically he walked around Australia the 27th of December 2010 and he arrived back on the Sydney Harbour Bridge on June 14th, 2012. So I picked out those two dates, June 27th, 2017 is when I started the half marathons and finished June 14th, uh, yeah, this year. So that's where the 535 days come from and did one half marathon a day. Um, yeah, in memory of CAD, had an awesome fundraising dinner on run number 500 to raise some money, um, had his parents down there. Um, the actual pram that he that he pushed around Australia, his um, his mum and dad brought down prior to the last run, and they gave me that pram to, to keep. And then uh, I, I pushed that pram around on the last half marathon, the 535th and final half marathon. I pushed Cad's pram around the river with a couple of close mates who had done a lot of runs with me in Holly and Jack. And then uh, I arrived back at the gym, uh, had a whole heap of people there, family, friends. Uh, Cad's family was down as well, so um, that was an unbelievable night that I'll remember forever. And that was, uh, yeah, in memory of CAD, raised about another 25 grand. So took the total to about sort of 50 to $55,000 that I've raised for CAD's cause, the Leukemia Foundation. So that's what that was all about. And again, that was a, yeah, long period of time. But um, it's mind blowing. 535 days. Yeah. Mm. Setting yourself such such big goals and, and putting it out there, did you have doubts before and during? Uh, no, I never really had any doubts. I like to think when I put something out there, I'm, I'm always pretty confident that I can tick it off. But there was stages early, and probably for the for the first time ever, without sounding, sounding cocky, but for the first time ever, I, I did do a few weeks, and I was really tired. Uh, I was about 99 kilos when I actually started the runs. So I was carrying too much weight, far too much weight, was in no uh, condition to go out and try and do this. But that was one of the reasons I, I got started and, and needed a kick in the arse. So... Uh, I got started too heavy, but I knew once I stuck at it, the way to drop off and the way I go. But the first few weeks um, were really hard, and I was running with um, a good friend of mine, Holly, and I said to her one morning, I think I might have bitten off more than I can chew here. I've got like 520 of these to go, uh, and I'm absolutely knackered. I'm so tired. I'm still doing the gym. You know, Carter's obviously little and, and waking up, so I'm doing the dad thing. And then uh, she knows me too well. She sort of said, you're not going to you're not gonna quit. You know, yeah. Let's just keep going. Let's just run. So we got into the run and got it done and ticked that one off. And then, uh, you know, you feel better and better once you string the weeks together and the, and the months together. And then a bit of weight falls off. And then, uh, yeah, you just keep charging. So, um, yeah, a big goal, but one I'm pretty proud of ticking Mate. off. And, and no stage after probably the, you know, the first month when I was really, really tired. I was never going to quit. I was always going to stick at it. But um, there were some days there that were incredibly hard. Um, some times I was in Carter's room, you know, holding the little man, getting him back to sleep, wondering how on earth I'd get the energy to, to get up and go to the gym, train a whole heap of clients, let alone go and run a half marathon after that. And I know it's only 21 Ks, but just the thought of running 100 metres sometimes in the middle of the night was doing my heady. But, you know, you pack the bag, you get organised, and then you, you take a few steps and away you go and you tick another one off and live to fight another day. Yeah, the mind's an amazing thing, isn't mm. it? Like, yeah, it certainly is. If, if your mind tells you to do it, your body will follow. Yeah, that's it. And there was a lot of that throughout the course of the, the year and a half. It's a seriously dramatic uh, weight loss program though, mate. Like, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it to, to anyone. No. <laughs> no. So I dropped about 20 kilos during the runs. Um, obviously, was eating. I wasn't watching my nutrition 
you know, really full on. But um, definitely cleaned up the eating, dropped about 20 kilos, so it's a hell of a lot easier, you know, running By the end 20 of kilos. Yeah, 20 kilos lighter, so uh, we won't be going back there anytime soon. <laughs> so you're not, not getting to the ton anytime soon? No, 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 I won't crack the ton ever. No, no way. <laughs> no. So what are, you, what are you weighing up now? Uh, about 80, just over 80 kilos now. Yeah, so I yeah. said to my wife Lee the other day, I'd love to be running around 70 kilos. It would look, it'd be a hell of a lot easier, but she said you'd be... Too thin at 70 kilos, so we'll see how we go. But um, Chasing these whippets up the hill, it's yeah, yeah. so much easier at 70 kilos. <laughs> yeah, it would be, yeah. So constantly into them. We'll see, we'll see how we go. So at, at any point during this year and a half, essentially, did you get physically ill, like the flu or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I had the flu a couple of times. I think I had two bouts of uh, the flu a couple of times, which wasn't great, wasn't ideal. Uh, just sort of plotted through those runs. Uh, had a bout of gastro once. It was really... Again, not ideal. I was really crooked that day, and um, that was a really slow half marathon. Um, I was actually in a car accident as well. Um, my wife and I and my two oldest boys, I was there in chase from a, a bit of a nasty car accident on the Torquay Highway. We got hit from behind hmm. about um, 100 kilometres an hour, which isn't ideal. So uh, luckily I'd run that morning um, and gone to pick up the boys from the movies during the school holidays. And then, yeah, we were just waiting at the lights and got hit from behind. Mm. And then uh, we all had to go to the hospital and get checked out sort of thing. But a um, bit of whiplash and then ran late the next day. So was told to rest and, yeah. and do all that sort of things. But obviously I was on the 535 mission. So, um, yeah, ran late the next day and actually didn't feel too bad, just a bit of neck soreness and stuff like that. So flew a couple of times, ran gastro, yeah, and then the, the car accident. But overall, in the big scheme of things, 18 months of running, I was pretty fortunate that I didn't have um, too many bad days. I was pretty lucky. And injury-wise as well, I was, I was pretty good. Yeah, you got through pretty unscathed from an injury point of view. Yeah, left Achilles flared up a little bit. So um, that was just an overuse thing that I that I saw the, the physio. He just <laughs> said, look, just... you're not going to stop. You're pumping out the Ks. It's just an overuse thing. So That makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> you're just going to have to stick at it, which is what I was always going to do he knew that as well so uh some days are a bit proppy but after the first few k's you get going and, and warmed up but no i was really lucky just a little bit of achilles inflammation it's a tough diagnosis yeah. overuse injury <laughs> yeah. take that off yeah. yeah yeah brilliant and what, what about like the hardest day to drag yourself out of bed was uh, yeah, the hardest days were probably just for days in the middle of the night. Like um, I try to help Lee out with with little Carter. So yeah, so uh, he's only little, you know, and he's he's just figuring life out and up and at him in the middle of the night when he's ideally not meant to be. So you just start there trying to get him back down, and then um, like I said, we're we're pretty busy at the gym, so we've got a whole heap of clients. So the thought of yeah, some not, I just remember a lot of nights in there being slumped in the chair, sort of dozing off, trying to get him back to sleep, and then. Um, yeah, having to go train the client to be up and about, obviously, for them and then going to run a half marathon. I just remember a lot of them days being really hard, mm. wondering how on earth I was going to get through that day. But, uh, yeah, somehow you do and, you get there. yeah, you get there and get it done. What, what do you think about, um, like, these extended efforts, like the marathons and the half marathons, do you think overall they've had a positive impact on your health or was there sort of negative health consequence towards the end there? Uh, no, I think positive. I don't look into it too closely in terms of a sort of long-term effects. A lot of people tell me your knees will be shot when you're older and oh. all those sort of things. Uh, but, I mean, I dropped a heap of weight in the process. Yeah. I feel fantastic. I was sick, you know, two or three times in 18 months, mm. um, probably a lot less than the than the normal sort of person. Um, mm. Yeah, no, I feel great. Like, nothing suffered. The kids didn't suffer. Work didn't suffer. No relationships didn't suffer. I was able to get it done. Um, yeah, do it in, in memory of CAD, raise some money for charity. So, uh, I think all around it was a pretty positive experience. But from a health point of view, maybe down the track, I'm not sure what will happen. But the body's feeling great now. I've done a heap of running since then and 
heaps of big runs since 2012. So I can't see what right. impact your long term. I just mean mm. yeah, sort of shorter term. Yeah, 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 but yeah. yeah that's fantastic. Yeah. It's pretty amazing, really. Mm. Well, the body, like you said, is is pretty amazing. And uh, if the mind's yeah, the mind telling it what to do, the body will go and go and do what it uh, yeah what it needs to do. Speaking of that sort of mental game, like I, I tend to solve all the problems of the world while I'm out there running. Yeah. So. Surely you can't have had too many problems left by, like, day 200. What are you thinking about out there? Yeah, everyone asks me what I'm thinking about. Uh, a lot of the times, to be honest, I don't know what I'm thinking about. Um, I just love getting out there and just basically, yeah, staying in the moment, letting the letting the, um, the mind wander, not thinking about too much, so not thinking about the gym, um, you know, or just the or life pretty much. Uh, just zone right out, uh, listen to a bit of music. Uh, podcasts, of course. Running Matters podcast. Of course. Uh, tick the podcast <laughs> off. It, so, Is there any others? I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, um, they were actually a saviour. So once you go through the music a fair bit, then uh, you know, rip through a whole different range of different podcasts, which really helped with the second half of the mm. half marathons once I, I sort of found them. Um, but, you yeah, know, I just love getting out there, zoning out and just sort of having time to myself. But um, I'm sure there's plenty of things I think about. But, uh, yeah, just stay in the moment. I obviously understand and realise why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I often think about, you know, why I'm doing it. Mm. Um, think about the kids a lot and, uh, yeah, try and solve all the problems of the world like, you, <laughs> like yourself. Yeah, do, you, do you think you would have been able to pull off such an amazing feat of endurance without that um, component of uh, external motivation from the charity, do you think? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I was actually asked that yesterday. I did a, a talk at um, Torquay High School just up the road here with the kids, and I had the same question. Uh, no, I don't think I would have been able to do it. Um, you know, they talk about knowing when you when you understand your why, the how becomes easy. So for me, some of the best memories I've got and some of the um, really big epic running adventures have been on the back of doing it for, a, I suppose, a purpose bigger than myself. So like my, my grandma, when she passed away, that was from Adelaide to Geelong. That was in memory of my nana. So she was a mad Hawk supporter, so I did the same route that Shane Crawford did from he did from Adelaide to Melbourne. I did Adelaide to Geelong, and again that was in memory of my nana. And I arrived back on what would have been her 79th birthday, so I had a really big reason why there, and huge motivation. And again, the the marathons, the treadmill run, and this 535 mission was all in memory of CAD. So having that yeah, external motivation um, and a really big reason why uh, I'm out there running definitely helps. And I don't mm. think without that. Um, yeah, I could have, I could have done it or achieved something as as big as as big as those runs. Mm. No, it's really admirable. It's impressive. So, what happened on day five hundred and thirty six? Did you get sort of ten k's into a run before you realised you didn't have to run that day? <laughs> no, that, it actually worked out really really well. It was it was awesome timing. Of course, it wasn't planned, so I was just going by CAD's date. So the five hundred and thirty five ended on a Friday. So we had the big do back at the gym. I started late afternoon, about four o'clock. We finished at about six back at the gym. Heap of people there. Uh, we presented Leukemia Foundation with a check for about twenty five grand. So that was cool. Um, local media there all that sort of stuff so that was awesome and then little carter actually turned two on the saturday yeah so i um actually had the saturday and sunday off running uh i told julian i'm not running on the saturday and sunday i'm gonna have that off i'll get started on the monday so yeah saturday sunday off but little carter turned two so we had a um just a little family family um party for him and i was able to get up and have a coffee and, and read the papers without packing the bag and going to oh. run so it was absolutely heaven I was, yeah i was wrapped when i woke up saturday morning not having to go and um, go down the river, which because I did 95% of it just the same Geelong half marathon loop, just because it was convenient and easy. So not having to head down to that bloody river was um, <laughs> was, was magical on the Saturday morning. It was so good. 
So after the, a whole two days off, yeah. were you ready to get back into it? Yeah, I was back into it. So I think I only had 13 weeks until tomorrow's big run. So I, I did touch base with Julian and thought I'd better get back into it. So, yeah, I think I started again on the on the Monday. I think I had two, maybe two or three weeks of, uh, like, recovery weeks, he called them. So um, obviously not like, – so I think it was about 150K, just shy of 150Ks I was doing with the half marathons every mm. day. So I had a couple of recovery weeks in there. I think they were about 80 – 80k weeks, so they were they were pretty good, pretty cruisy, yep. and then um, yeah, after that started getting into the uh, serious stuff with the training. So yeah, two days off and then back into it. I think I've had maybe five days off in total since June 14 since I finished. Wow! So two the Saturday and Sunday, and maybe three since. So uh, yeah, it's been a fair bit of running over the last couple of years. That's amazing. And and so, what's your next challenge? You you sound like someone that, that goes from one challenge to the next. What are you got coming up? Yeah, well, so tomorrow, obviously the big hundred k down here tomorrow. So yep. I grew up in Anglesey, so I've always got a, a soft spot for the town here. Absolutely love it, and I love the course. I've done plenty of the the training runs down here, so I want to have a good run tomorrow. Hopefully that all goes to plan. Um, I'll do the best I can there, and then I've actually booked in a um, hundred mile run in Feb. In New Zealand, it's a Tara Wira. Yeah, so uh, that's the next one. I've never done a hundred miler, um, so I thought this would be a good. I'll see how we go tomorrow. It'll be a good little um, foundation to work with, and then obviously uh, build up the Ks from now right through to Feb. I think it's in Feb over there. So mm. that's the next big one. So I'll um, yeah touch base with Julian again, put a plan together for the next sort of four five months, and then um, yeah rack up obviously plenty of Ks in readiness for a hundred miler, and see how we go over there. I want to do really well over there and. Uh, get a really good time, so using tomorrow as a bit of a springboard for that. Yeah, mate. okay, that's exciting, mate. You're in a really unique position to actually reduce your training load, building up to a hundred kilometer ultra from yeah. what you were doing day to day. <laughs> yeah. So, so how easy has the 13 week block been by comparison? Yeah, well, it's been. Um, it has been. Parts have been easy, but there's been some um, parts of it that have been a lot harder. Because obviously, I was just doing the 21.1 k's a day, just plodding along around the river, getting it done. It wasn't. It wasn't so much about the time there. It was just getting it done. Uh, so a lot of people say, "Oh, you'd be right. You've done 535 days in a row." But it's a little bit different. 100 k's to, to 21 k's, and obviously through the trails. Uh, so I've done a bit of speed work with Julian, done some hill stuff, and then been out on the trails as well. So I've done all the legs, leg one, two. Three and four a couple of times, so I know sort of what I'm in for there. So the hills are still challenging, mm-hmm. um, which they always are. But, um, yeah, it's had its sort of differences. Been Parts of it have been a bit easier, like the cruisy days are, are good yep. and we can just smash out the short, sharp sort of runs. But, um, yeah, doing the trail stuff and the and some of the longer runs have been a bit um, bit more difficult than what I was used to with the half. But the body's feeling good and we'll see how we go tomorrow. Unreal, mate. What, what should we expect out there tomorrow? We, we've never run down here, so... I've had people tell me to expect hail, magpies, drop bears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do we need to wear a helmet tomorrow? <laughs> no, nah, you don't need to wear a helmet. I think there's a bit of rain expected, but um, that's okay. We can cope with rain, no problem at all. Hopefully the wind stays away. Um, no, no, you'll be fine. What we can we expect? You can expect uh, the first leg's awesome, so along the beach there is awesome. Uh, and then, yeah, Torquay back through to Anglesey, uh, a few little hills and little climbs through there, but that's not too bad. Leg three's the, the big one. That's the crux that's of it. it. Yeah, the crux of the course, and there's a really nasty hill in there. Um, I did that a few, oh, a month and a half ago, and that was really slippery and, and muddy. I had, okay. had two falls in the space of a couple of minutes. On the way up? <laughs> On the way up, yeah. It was just like clay, so I, I couldn't, uh, okay. that wasn't ideal. You can't um, possibly run up there. Uh, the soccer boots. 
Perfect. Yeah, you might have to put the footy boots on to get up the hill there. But, uh, yeah, leg three, really challenging. Um, but they've all got their own yeah, challenges in, in a way. But the course is unbelievably good. Yeah. Um, volunteers are always great. So hopefully we get a, a good day and then, um, yeah, we all have a good run tomorrow. Yeah. Beautiful. Unreal. Hey, um, you brought some socks in too. It's like show and tell today. What's uh, what's the go with these socks? So they're the Steigen socks. So the guys at Steigen uh, looked after us for the 535 half marathons. We touched base with them. Obviously, they were well aware of what I was doing. They're just around the corner in, in Breakwater from my gym in Geelong. So they got on board, uh, helped us out with a whole bunch of 535 uh, socks. And you Personal can, branded socks. That's yeah, it's got, got the CADS cores underneath it, the 535. So had a whole heap of them uh, and got a whole heap left over. So uh, if anyone's keen on grabbing some Steigen 535 red and, and black socks. They can uh, contact yeah, you. They can contact me. Only 10 bucks. So And, again, all the money goes straight to um, CADS cores. So. I know can... you've made it when you got your own socks. <laughs> it is pretty. It is pretty cool. And like I said earlier, the um, sock drawer is full of, full of the 535 Um yeah, socks. I've got to stop opening new packets and putting the fresh pair on. <laughs> Feels so good though. Right? Yeah, they do. <laughs> We're going to talk about running matters socks after this. This is, a, <laughs> this is something we should do. We should. Yeah, mate. Speaking of uh, footwear, I'm sure you've been asked before, but how many pairs of shoes in 535 half marathons? Yeah, so I went through 18 pairs of uh, Nikes. So I was uh, always running Nikes. So I had Nikes. Had the Lunar Glides for the majority of them. And then uh, I think I finished in the Epic Reacts, I think. So, um, yeah, 18 pairs all up. So I think it was about every sort of month, month and a half, I'd, I'd grab a new pair. Okay. Um, which is, so I'm doing 150Ks a week. So it's sort of every six, 700Ks. Yeah, right. So pretty is, much what they Yeah, what they sort of recommend. recommend. And I could, I could tell by the end of the sort of the fifth, sixth week, I could tell that I really was in need of a new pair. So, yeah, um, yeah went out and, and grabbed some more. So uh, 18 pairs in total. So they're all uh, at home. Stuck in the stuck in the bedroom. I've got to figure out. I saw a <laughs> good photo of you and your wife holding up. Yeah, hold it, yeah, holding all the pairs. Yeah, so I did rip through them. There's quite a quite a few pairs, but um, yeah, it went through a whole heap of them. But they held me in good stead. Like I said, no no injuries no really. Dramas. Yeah, That's bloody amazing. No problem. Mate, I think we might wrap it up. I think we've covered everything that we've wanted to do. Um, super impressed with with what you've covered so far. It's um, you go on and and I guess you've been motivated, but what you're doing motivates others. So keep up the good work. Um, really excited to see you out there tomorrow and uh, we, we might even have a beer at the finish, hopefully. Sounds good. No worries. Thanks very much for having us, boys. Yeah. And so I'll just take this chance to remind the listeners that if they want to um, follow or subscribe the podcast, um, that way they get our, our latest episodes. So Should, should we uh, find out how people can donate to CAD's cause there as well? Yep. Yeah, I've got a, uh, a website, it's, um, The Marathon Man, yep. so it's just themarathonman.com, so you can contact uh, contact me through there, and then I can, um, the the fundraising page from the from the 535 has closed down, but if you contact me, yeah, themarathonman.com, uh, I've got a bit of a website there with a few bits and pieces on it, so you can touch base through there, and I can, uh, yeah. Or through the Leukemia Foundation. Yeah, through the Leukemia Foundation, you can definitely contact them, yep. Okay. Oh, amazing. And, and plus, they can purchase the book. They purchase can purchase the, book socks. the socks. Yep, I'm happy to send them out. No problem at all. Yep, awesome. Unreal. Mate, thanks so much for your time. Great chatting with you. And good luck tomorrow. Cheers. Thank you. See you, mate. Bye.